0: We come with the message he gave, repent or perish. So in verse 18 of 2 Peter 3, as we recall, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And Peter ends this chapter the same way he began it to grow to mature we are to pursue spiritual maturity and a deepening knowledge of the lord jesus christ which will which will lead to doctrinal stability and it will prevent any one of us from being led astray and us anticipating a meeting with Christ face to face. Well, it will cause you and I to want to learn more about him. And that intimacy only comes through growth. So Peter commands us in verse 18 to continually pursue Christ likeness and spiritual growth. He wants he wants each of us to no longer have to be fed like an infant, but to grow, meaning to increase or to or to advance implying Learn to feed yourself. Oh, I love that Holy Spirit. That's why the word of God, the Word of God instructs us to study, to show ourselves approved, because you let these wicked, evil, false teachers spoon feed you twisted and misinterpret scripture and you follow that rather than the actual doctrinal truth of God and his word, you will be led astray. And before you know it, you're going to be back on that broad way straight to a burning hell as you await this judgment. Mm -mm. No, what we do... We feed ourselves with the word of God. And because of his grace, we know our sins have been forgiven. Therefore, in turn, we feed on scripture and commune with Christ. Therefore, increasing our knowledge in him. Because think about it. Physical growth and spiritual growth follow pretty much the same pattern we grow from the inside out just like over there in first peter he described us as newborn babes and just like he began this letter with second peter i mean over here in second peter 1 verse 3 telling you each child of god is born with all you need For growth and service, all you need is the spiritual food and exercise that will enable you to develop. And if you are watching for Christ, you will pursue growth. And what is the result of spiritual growth, beloved? Seeking to glorify God. Amen. That's a blessing. But those but those who want to remain in sin they will say all of this pursuing of holiness and spiritual growth that's a work. That's legalism. No. We what we are doing is seeking to glorify the Father because Christ is telling us over there in the in the uh, parable of the vine and the branches it is pleasurable to the Father it glorifies Him when we live lives of righteousness that we don't get ourselves to be like broken off branches as a matter of fact Let's go over there. Then I'm going to give you number eight. Then I'm going to let you go. Let's come over here. I believe that's what Matthew 15. Let's come over here. Let's come down. Let's. And the multitudes. No, hold on. Wait a minute. No, it must be chapter Chapter 14. Hold on. Yeah, see, I'm... Listen, I'm being led by the Holy Spirit to bring us over here. Let's see. No, it's not. No, I was right. Is Hold on. Hold on a minute. I'm I'm coming. I'm coming. No, it's... Cynthia, I'm going to hurt you. It's John. Not... It's not Matthew. It's John... 15 okay because over here the christ is telling us how he is divine and we who are his followers are the branches and so if you come down to verse 7 verse 7 to 8 jesus says lord jesus says if you remain in me and my words remain in you that is if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you my father is glorified and honored by this when you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples amen well, let's read let's I mean since we're here, let's read verses 9 and 10. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you if you keep my commandments and obey my teaching, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments. And remain in his love. Amen. Yeah, look, verse 11. Where are we at? John 15, verse 11. I have told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you. And that your joy may be made full and complete and overflowing. Amen. See? It brings Glory and honor to the Father when we bear much good fruit of righteousness, which is what? The fruit of the Spirit. So last but not least, okay, number eight. When we are living in clear expectation and anticipation of the coming of our Lord, well, guess what? We live for continual praise. We live lives full of worship to the Father. Amen. Because at the tail end of verse 18, to him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Peter closes this great letter calling believers to worship and adore Christ. Amen. Just like Romans 11:36, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Look at 1 Corinthians 10:31. Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. Beloved, listen, you and I are to give Christ all the glory, both now, in the present, and in eternity. We live godly in anticipation of Christ's soon return. Did we have that? Did we have that? So, beloved, in closing, right? because 2 Peter 3... As we just read in verse 14, right? Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. Amen. Because listen, right? Because we are looking for the return of Christ the destruction of earth and the creation of a new earth where righteousness dwells, we should and must live differently than we have. We should be living every day in our best behavior, which is what holiness and godliness so that that when Christ returns, when he returns, We are not found in turmoil, but in peace. That we are not found in defilement, but spotless. That we are not being accused of evil, but found blameless. This is what Peter is telling us, how we must be found when Christ returns. So all of that other false doctrine and high-sounding nonsense and intellectual pseudo-babble about how we don't have to live holy because Christ nailed past, future, no, 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 past, present, and future sins to the cross. Therefore, we don't have to repent for what? We don't have to live clean and holy because that's working for your salvation. Put all of that foolishness in the garbage. The garbage. The Bible is telling us right here in black and white to be found blameless and spotless when he returns. Because we're going to be judged on what did we do? How did we live now that we are born again and we will lose, God forbid. But who was it? Paul did speak on this though. Some will lose rewards, but they will be saved, but as by fire. That means barely, by the skin of your teeth. Okay? So we want to finish our race so that we receive our full reward. And I don't care what anybody else is talking about, because at the end of the day, you and you alone, just like me and me alone, will stand before Jesus to give an account. And we won't be able to to uh, drag sister so-and-so, bishop so-and-so, pastor, deacon so-and-so up there with Christ to explain to him why we chose their doctrines over his teachings. Uh-uh. I'm telling you, Christ sees it sees it all. It's all being recorded in heaven. He knows the motives of everyone's heart. Oh, my father, blessed be your holy name, who saved a wretch like me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my salvation. Father, may I lastly share with your people over here in First Peter 1. Starting in verse three, blessed, gratefully praised and adored be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant and boundless mercy has caused us to be born again. That is to be reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and set apart for his purpose to an ever-living hope and confident assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, born anew into an inheritance which is imperishable beyond the reach of change and undefiled and unfading reserved in heaven for you who are being protected and shielded by the power of god through your faith for salvation amen that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time in this you rejoice greatly even though now for a little while if necessary you have been distressed by various trials so that the genuineness of your faith, which is more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested and purified by fire, may be found to result in your praise and and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 8. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. And though... You do not see him even now. You believe and trust in him and you greatly rejoice and delight with inexpressible and glorious joy receiving as the result, the outcome, the consummation of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Regarding this salvation, The prophets who prophesied about the grace of God that was intended for you searched carefully and inquired about this future way of salvation, seeking to find out what person or what time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating as he foretold the sufferings of Christ and the glories destined to follow. It was revealed to them that their services, their prophecies regarding grace were not meant for themselves and their time, but for you. In these things, the death, resurrection, and glorification of Jesus Christ, which have now been told to you by those who preach the gospel to you by the power of the Holy Spirit, who was sent from heaven into these things, even the angels long to look. Amen. Oh, Father, verse verse 13. This right here ties into exactly what we have been talking about, Father knowing that christ is returning we are being commanded to prepare our minds for action to be completely sober in spirit steadfast self-disciplined spiritually and morally alert Fix your hope completely on the grace of God that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Live as obedient children of God. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for your wisdom. Again, you are showing us over here how your children are To live, what sort of people are we to be knowing that Christ is on his way back? Well, over here, 1 Peter 1 is telling us in verse 14 how to live. Live as obedient children of God. Do not be conformed to the evil desires which governed you in your ignorance before you knew the requirements and transforming power of the good news regarding salvation. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves. See, Father, you tell us how to live. Be holy yourselves in all your conduct. Be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage, because it is written, You shall be holy, set apart, for I am holy. Verse 17. Father, verse 17. Shuts down the madness that we can call you father and still live in rebellion and waywardness? No. Verse 17, if you address as father, the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in reverent fear of him and with profound respect for him, throughout the time of your stay on earth. For you know that you were not redeemed from your useless, spiritually unproductive way of life inherited by tradition from your forefathers with perishable things like silver and gold, but you were actually purchased with precious blood like that of a sacrificial lamb, unblemished and spotless, the precious blood of Christ. Amen. For he was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but has appeared publicly in these last times for your sake, and through him you believe, confidently in God the heavenly father who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are centered and rest in God amen verse 22 since by your obedience to the truth you have purified yourselves For a sincere love of the believers, see that you love one another from the heart, always unselfishly seeking the best for one another. For you have been born again, that is reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and set apart for his purpose. Not of seed, which is perishable, but from that which is imperishable and immortal, that is through the living and everlasting word of God. Amen. For all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls off but the word of the Lord endures forever. Amen. And this is the word, the good news of salvation, which was preached to you. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. We just had the gospel, the good news of salvation preached to us. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise, we love you, Father. Thank you for such a time as this. We see the world, we see they are vastly, consciously, purposely, deliberately setting up for their Antichrist to arrive on the world scene. We are looking for our Christ, the risen Christ, the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. We know according to Bible prophecy, all that must take place before Christ returns is going to be terrible, dark, horrendous, So many killings and death and demonic, demonic appearances. There will be many apparitions. There will be things we thought only the movies came up with. Mm -mm. We are to endure until the end. Whether we die for our faith or Christ returns or we die some other way. Either way, Father, we will meet Jesus face to face. And let your children be found spotless and blameless in his sight. Having lived a life of obedience because of what he delivered us from. Thank you, my Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory be to my God. I love it. All right, beloved. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. Be not deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Come to your senses as you ought to and stop sinning first corinthians 15 to 34 we better know it and lord willing until next time i should be speaking to you all soon praise the living god bye for now we come with the message he gave repent or perish So in verse 18 of 2 Peter 3, as we recall, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And Peter ends this chapter the same way he began it, to grow, to mature. we are to pursue spiritual maturity and a deepening knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ which will which will lead to doctrinal stability and it will prevent any one of us from being led astray and us anticipating a meeting with Christ face-to-face, well, it will cause you and I to want to learn more about him. And that intimacy only comes through growth. So Peter commands us in verse 18 to continually pursue Christ's likeness and spiritual growth he wants he wants each of us to no longer have to be fed like an infant but to grow meaning to increase or to in, or to advance implying learn to feed yourself oh i love that holy spirit that's why the word of god the word of god instructs us to study, to show ourselves approved, because you let these wicked, evil, false teachers spoon-feed you twisted and misinterpret scripture, and you follow that rather than the actual doctrinal truth of God and His Word, you will be led astray. And before you know it, you're going to be back on that broad way straight to a burning hell as you await this judgment. Mm -mm. No, what we do, we feed ourselves with the word of God. And because of his grace, we know our sins have been forgiven. Therefore, in turn, we feed on scripture and commune with Christ, therefore increasing our knowledge in him. Because think about it. Physical growth and spiritual growth follow pretty much the same pattern. We grow from the inside out. Just like over there in 1 Peter, he described us as newborn babes. And just like he began this letter with 2 Peter, I mean, over here in 2 Peter 1 verse 3, telling you each child of God is born with all you need for growth and service. All you need is the spiritual food and exercise that will enable you to develop. And if you are watching for Christ, you will pursue growth. And what is the result of spiritual growth, beloved? Seeking to glorify God. Amen. That's a blessing. But those but those who want to remain in sin they will say all of this pursuing of holiness and spiritual growth that's a work that's legalism no we what we are doing is seeking to glorify the father because Christ is telling us over there in the in the uh, parable of the vine and the branches It is pleasurable to the Father. It glorifies Him. When we live lives of righteousness, that we don't get ourselves to be like broken off branches. As a matter of fact, let's go over there. Then I'm going to give you number eight. Then I'm going to let you go. Let's come over here. I believe that's what Matthew 15, let's come over here, let's come down, let's, in the multitudes, no, hold on, wait a minute, no, it must be chapter, chapter 14, hold on, yeah, see, I'm, listen, I'm being led by the Holy Spirit to bring us over here let's see no it's not no i was right is hold on hold on a minute I'm, I'm coming i'm coming no it's cynthia i'm gonna hurt you it's john not it's not matthew it's john 15 okay because over here the Christ is telling us how he is the vine and we who are his followers are the branches. And so if you come down to verse 7, verse 7 to 8, Jesus says, Lord Jesus says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified and honored by this. When you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples. Amen. Well, let's read. Let's- I mean, since we're here. Let's read verses 9 and 10. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you. If you keep my commandments and obey my teaching, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Amen. Yeah, look, verse 11, where we at? John 15, verse 11, I have told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy may be made full and complete and overflowing. Amen. See, it brings glory and honor to the Father when we bear much good fruit of God. Righteousness, which is what the fruit of the spirit. So, last but not least, okay, number eight when we are living in clear expectation and anticipation of the coming of our Lord, well, guess what? We live for continual praise, we live lives full of worship to the father. Amen, because at the tail end of verse 18, to him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Peter closes this great letter calling believers to worship and adore Christ. Amen. Just like Romans 11:36. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Look at 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. Beloved, listen, you and I. Are to give Christ all the glory, both now, in the present, and in eternity. We live godly in anticipation of Christ's soon return. Did we have that? Did we have that? So beloved, in closing, right? Because Second Peter three, as we just read in verse. Fourteen, right? Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Amen. Because, listen, right? Because we are looking for the return of Christ the destruction of earth and the creation of a new earth where righteousness dwells we should and must live differently than we have we should be living every day in our best behavior which is what holiness and godliness so that so that when christ returns when he returns We are not found in turmoil, but in peace. That we are not found in defilement, but spotless. That we are not being accused of evil, but found blameless. This is what Peter is telling us, how we must be found when Christ returns. So all of that other false doctrine and high-sounding nonsense an intellectual pseudo babble about how we don't have to live holy because Christ nailed past, future, no, 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 past, present, and future sins to the cross. Therefore, we don't have to repent for what we don't have to live clean and holy because that's working for your salvation. Put all of that foolishness in the garbage. The garbage. The Bible is telling us right here in black and white to be found blameless and spotless when he returns. Because we're going to be judged on what did we do? How did we live now that we are born again and we will lose, God forbid. But who was it? Paul did speak on this though. Some will lose rewards, but they will be saved, but as by fire. That means barely, by the skin of your teeth. Okay? So we want to finish our race so that we receive our full reward. And I don't care what anybody else is talking about, because at the end of the day, you and you alone, just like me and me alone, will stand before Jesus to give an account. And we won't be able to to uh, drag sister so-and-so, bishop so-and-so, pastor, deacon so-and-so up there with Christ to explain to him why we chose their doctrines over his teachings. Uh Uh-uh. I'm telling you, Christ sees sees it all. It's all being recorded in heaven. He knows the motives of everyone's heart. oh my father blessed be your holy name who saved a wretch like me thank you thank you thank you thank you for my salvation father may i lastly share with your people over here in first peter 1 Starting in verse three, blessed, gratefully praised and adored be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant and boundless mercy has caused us to be born again. That is to be reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and set apart for his purpose to an ever-living hope and confident assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, born anew into an inheritance which is imperishable beyond the reach of change and undefiled and unfading, reserved in heaven for you, who are being protected and shielded by the power of God, through your faith for salvation. Amen. That is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. In this you rejoice greatly. Even though now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, which is more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested and purified by fire, may be found to result in your praise and and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him even now, you believe and trust in him and you greatly rejoice and delight with inexpressible and glorious joy receiving as the result the outcome the consummation of your faith the salvation of your souls regarding this salvation the prophets who prophesied about the grace of God that was intended for you, searched carefully and inquired about this future way of salvation, seeking to find out what person or what time the spirit of Christ within them was indicating as he foretold the sufferings of Christ and the glories destined to follow it was revealed to them that their services their prophecies regarding grace were not meant for themselves and their time but for you in these things the death resurrection and glorification of jesus christ which have now been told to you by those who preach the gospel to you by the power of the holy spirit who was sent from heaven into these things even the angels long to look amen oh father verse verse 13 this right here ties into exactly what we have been talking about father knowing that christ is returning we are being commanded to prepare our minds for action to be completely sober in spirit steadfast self-disciplined spiritually and morally alert Fix your hope completely on the grace of God that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Live as obedient children of God. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for your wisdom. Again, you are showing us over here how your children Ought to live what sort of people are we to be knowing that christ is on his way back well over here first peter one is telling us in verse 14 how to live live as obedient children of god do not be conformed to the evil desires which governed you in your ignorance, before you knew the requirements and transforming power of the good news regarding salvation. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves. See, Father, you tell us how to live. Be holy yourselves In all your conduct, be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage. Because it is written, you shall be holy, set apart, for I am holy. Verse 17. Father, verse 17. Shut down the madness that we can call you father and still live in rebellion and waywardness? No. Verse 17, if you address as father, the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in reverent fear of him and with profound respect for him throughout the time of your stay on earth. For you know that you were not redeemed from your useless, spiritually unproductive way of life inherited by tradition from your forefathers with perishable things like silver and gold, but you were actually purchased With precious blood, like that of a sacrificial lamb, unblemished and spotless, the precious blood of Christ. Amen. For he was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but has appeared publicly in these last times for your sake. And through him, you believe confidently in God the heavenly father who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are centered and rest in God amen verse 22 since by your obedience to the truth you have purified yourselves for a sincere love of the believers see that you love one another from the heart always unselfishly seeking the best for one another for you have been born again that is reborn from above spiritually transformed renewed and set apart for his purpose not of seed which is perishable But from that which is imperishable and immortal, that is through the living and everlasting Word of God. Amen. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls off. But the Word of the Lord endures forever. Amen. And this is the word, the good news of salvation, which was preached to you. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. We just had the gospel, the good news of salvation preached to us. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We love you, Father. Thank you for such a time as this. We see the world. We see they are fastly, consciously, purposely, deliberately setting up for their Antichrist to arrive on the world scene. We are looking for our Christ, the risen Christ, the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. We know according to Bible prophecy, all that must take place before Christ returns is going to be terrible, dark, horrendous, so many killings and death and demonic Demonic appearances. There will be many apparitions. There will be things we thought only the movies came up with. Mm -mm. We are to endure until the end. Whether we die for our faith or Christ returns or we die some other way. Either way, Father, we will meet Jesus face to face and let your children be found spotless and blameless in his sight, having lived a life of obedience because of what he delivered us from. Thank you, my Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory be to my God. I love it. All right, beloved. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. Be not deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Come to your senses as you ought to and stop sinning. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three to thirty four. We better know it. And Lord willing, until next time, I should be speaking to you all soon. Praise the living God. Bye for now.